Hi, I'm Aaron Frischberg with 1A. Thanks for tuning in to Just 1A. I'm talking to Zhen Yu, the CTO and co-founder of Ampower. How's it going, Zhen Yu? Oh, uh, yeah, it's going well. It's, it's nice to be here. Awesome. So just to kind of start things off, if you could have one storage unit of an infinite number of one item, what item would you pick? Storage unit. All right, soccer games. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Um, and then do you want to give a quick 45-second spiel about what you're doing at Ampower? Uh, yeah, sure. So at Ampower, we do um, working on the green ammonia synthesis and uh, uh, cracking technologies. Uh, we're building the, the world's first decentralized electrified ammonia production units so to allow the user to use re renewable electricity to produce ammonia outside to uh, reduce the carbon intensity as well as saving the uh, transportation and logistic costs. And uh, we're also uh, being a large-scale um, port projects to produce ammonia at um, thousands of metric ton per day uh, for exporting market and to be used as a maritime fuel. And uh, the third project we're working on is ammonia cracking uh, technologies to uh, crack ammonia for generating high-purity hydrogens, which can be used for like hydrogen filling stations and as well as off-grid power generation purposes. Okay. And I'm curious, what really interested you in this, and why did you pick this to pursue as a career? Um, I, I, I think I'm always passionate in the uh, sustainability um, uh, sectors and how to uh, uh, use my uh, expertise in developing technologies that can solve the critical challenges there. Um, and uh, I see the, the challenge within the hydrogen uh, industry that is... Um, the, it's a, a capacity for uh, transportation and the storage being an issue, and the money can really solve that. Uh, so that's why um, I devoted myself into this uh, sector because uh, it can really help uh, contribute to, to solve the uh, many um, uh, specific problems to, to help facilitate um, to make our uh, planet more sustainable. Sure. And there has been a lot of talk about what the future is going to look like in terms of climate change. Do you have kind of an optimistic or pessimistic view about that? Um, I, I would say I'm an optimistic guy because uh, um, I see a lot of um, work we have been uh, putting into in driving the changes and driving the way we are, uh, we, we live, we produce things uh, and to, to combat the climate change. Um, I see this uh, from multiple different sectors from the, the public policy-wise and the, how in the U.S. or, or different um, uh, continent, different countries, how uh, policymakers are working together to, to make goals, quantifiable goals to, um, and really plans to, we can um, execute, so uh, to, to uh, target the problem of climate change and uh, how that calls into the private sectors, um, people uh, into uh, building the technologies and uh, new technologies, how to uh, solve the issues, and as well as all the academic people, how to uh, advance our fundamental problems. So I, I see a lot of great things going on and uh, every day, and um, uh, I see great news in the different sectors, and I'm very um, optimistic about the, the future we're uh, going to have. Yeah, and it seems the way that Ampower is going, that you guys are going to really contribute to fixing the world and making an optimistic perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm also curious, kind of shifting over to education. Mm -hmm. So you did your undergrad in China and then your graduate and PhD in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious how you felt that was different. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I, I think 
in the U.S., uh, it's um, uh, I, I love the fact that uh, it's very collaborative, and uh, there are a lot of different uh, uh, great schools, great uh, national labs, and uh, there are great people that uh, you can go to seminar and to, to see uh, uh, people talking about very cool technologies, and that's uh, very inspiring, even if it's not the exact thing you're working on, but uh, um, gives you a lot of thoughts and uh, gives you a lot of opportunities to. Uh, to uh, to learn about um, new things and uh, collaborate with new peoples, and uh, I think that's uh, definitely a, a very important catalyst in in, in driving the um, entrepreneurial uh, things and uh, developing new technologies. And um, um, yeah, that's that's one one thing as I love about the U.S. here. Sure. And then, can I ask, what did you major in for your undergrad? Uh, I'm majoring in chemical engineering. Okay. So. One thing that I've been curious about recently is there are people that major in like history and then became data scientists or just fields that are really unrelated. So you did end up going into like a very similar field to what you did in your undergrad. But do you really feel, well, maybe chemical engineering has a high barrier to entry, but do you feel that for many other fields, you don't actually need to major in a given field like data analytics, you could major in English and then just learn the skills on the job. Do you feel that that's true or... There's no real validity to that. Uh, from my, actually, one thing you don't know is that my master's degree is in computer science, so it's uh, pretty different from um, my chemical engineering um, background in undergraduate. Um, so the way I feel like, um, uh, although the majors are defined uh, more, uh, is there is a clear boundary, but uh, that boundary is uh, is getting uh, diminished or uh, a blurry over time, and um, uh, as a uh, my suggestion is to focus more on the problem you are trying to solve um, in, instead of um, uh, limiting yourself, like say a, a, a certain s- a set of skills within a major. Just to give you one example, is that um, we're working on this um, decentralized money production units. Chemical engineering definitely playing a huge important role into that. How to de- de- define the process, how to uh, design the equipment. But on on the other hand, uh, we're also working on the control system to make the um, um, basically, the operation of the unit more safe, autonomous, and requires a lot of knowledge into the um, uh, data analytics in uh, understanding the process condition and how to uh, make the control more um, uh, agile. And those are all techniques you you, you learn, say, from um, data analytics measure as well as computer science. So, um, again, trying to focus on the problem here, I think, uh, will will help answer a lot of the questions uh, raised. Sure. And you mentioned that you felt that the barrier was kind of becoming blurrier to a lot of these fields. Why do you think that is? Uh, I, I think part of this is um, uh, that this probably more true towards the, um, the, the the application of data analytics and computer science skills uh, that allows us to do things a lot differently than uh, without those um, uh, computational power or like a um, algorithm itself, like uh, uh, what I just mentioned, like in, uh, for the application in chemical engineering uh, regime, and and the, all those different sensors generates a huge amount of data and how to analyze that properly. A previously has been a problem, and um, back to uh, I guess the example you give like historians and uh, uh, I think similar problem. Who, uh, resides as well and how processing the data differently, not just by people, but by actually uh, machines using 
a given set of instructions which is algorithm and the help doing that um, can um, really give you a different perspective or um, a conclusion from the same set of data. Sure. And I'm also really curious, as someone that like worked in both computer science and a more natural science field, how do you feel that ChatGPT and the recent release of just a bunch of these AI tools mm-hmm. will kind of change uh, like your specific fields, but also just many fields, including like English and stuff that's more generative and not scientific? Right, yeah. Uh, I, I've always um, been following on the updates going on with the AI field. I, f- I, I think uh, this uh, definitely something uh, that uh, uh, have shown a huge potential. I, I think everyone is crazy about the chat GPT, and uh, I'm also one of them. So, and uh, it's it's uh, it's very impressive to to see what the the current generative AI can uh, can do. And uh, um, I, I think that's generally a good thing because that uh, can allow the us and the people to focus on more uh, critical thinking and uh, uh, some of the mountain tasks can be done by the AI, which um, if we use it properly, will will be a good thing for the the human being. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of fear of replacement, but I think that you're right that a lot of these mundane tasks will be replaced. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting to see how society will kind of shape around this, but I think at least for now, I think humans are here to stay, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then to kind of just wrap stuff up, uh, if someone was in your position or a similar position or starting a company or really anything that relates to what you've gone through, what advice would you give them? Um, I, uh, I, I would say uh, make the clear plan up front and, uh, in, uh, because... Uh, you will have a uh, some fear, will have some doubt, will have some uncertainty, um, but uh, uh, think about the problem you are trying to solve, um, and uh, clearly understanding that, and focus on the process of solving it instead of other um, worries or uncertainties, and uh, that will help you uh, go a long way. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on, and I really appreciate your time and your insight. It was really great talking to you. Yeah, of course, it's great talking to you too. Great. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you.